0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Nori back with you. Paul Levy with us, of course. His website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. His latest work is called the Wetiko. I'll spell it for you, by the way, W-E-T-I-K-O, Healing the Mind Virus that Plagues Our World. Paul, you have said that Wetiko is kind of a form of psychic blindness. Explain what that means.
0: Yeah, well, it's the sort of thing where because it works through the unconscious and through the projective tendencies of the mind, you know, we'll project onto the waking inkblot in such a way that instantaneously, whatever, however we interpret the universe or our projections will then get reflected back to us in such a way that we then become entranced, thinking that what we're seeing objectively exists separate from us. And then we become conditioned by our projections and we react to them as if they're separate from us and being like a dream then the dream just reflects back our point of view in a self-reinforcing feedback loop in which we we've, we've put ourselves under a spell that's the blindness you see what what does it has no creativity at all but it's a master impersonator so it puts us on it will actually impersonate us Offer us this fictitious version of ourselves because it can't have any control over our, you know, when we're in our nature. When we actually remember who we are, it has no control over us, so it'll create a simulation of ourselves, this fictitious identity. As soon as we identify with that, it has us because then it can manipulate us. And if you think about what I just said, basically what we've done, we've actually given ourselves away, identified with who we're not, and disassociated from our creative agency. And that's madness. And that's Watiko.
1: Is Watiko spiritual or is it truly some kind of virus?
0: Well it's a spiritual it's like this it's it's like this this mind virus whose origin is in the psyche and whose solution is in the psyche. But the way it works is it it actually convinces us that the problem is outside of ourselves. So then we think that what's happening in the world, yeah, we have all the evidence we need that it's very problematic, but then we search for the solution outside of ourselves, but Watiko, the origin of it is within our within our own mind. So as long as we're distracted in thinking the problem and the solution exists outside of ourselves, then Watiko has a field day. So, you know, what that means is that to self reflect, to really turn our attention to what inside of us, because it's like there's something in us that's not us, and that is not, you know, it, as far as our best interest, it doesn't have our best interest at heart, and that's what Tico.
1: Does it have evil associated with it, Paul?
0: Completely. It is the source of not just personal evil, but archetypal evil, but it's a quantum phenomena, and what that means is that super, super, it's, it's like in the superposition of states, in that It it contains the deepest evil, and it has its own vaccine. It contains its own medicine. Huatico is this revelation. It's teaching us everything we we need to know about who we are. But if we don't recognize what it's showing us, then it just assumes its programmed um, reaction, and it kills us. So the whole thing is to what I'm pointing at, I'm trying to help people to see it. Because when we see it, when we recognize what it's revealing to us, we take away its power and we become empowered.
1: I was going to say, how do we fight it? And you just explained it.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. And then also with compassion. Because when you see through the imagination that we exist as a separate self, and we don't, We don't exist separate from other people or from the universe. But when you actually have the recognition that we're interdependent, the energetic expression of that realization is compassion. And compassion is the Watiko dissolver par excellence.
1: Paul, aren't there there some people who are very good at this, who can use Watiko to manipulate minds, and they use it for their own self-interests?
0: Oh, totally. I mean, we see that just you know, in the greater body politic, whether it's in the mainstream media, um, you know, because one way of describing Huatico, it it exploits people. So when we become victim, the Huatico virus exploits us. But when we're possessed by it, we're in a position to potentially exploit other people. And um, because, you know, there are people who at any given moment are possessed by it. But if we think that they have it and we don't, then we've fallen under its spell because it feeds off of separation.
1: Is it infectious?
0: Oh, it's totally contagious. I mean, that's why there's a collective psychosis going on. It's amazing to me that it's not a headline in every newspaper around the world that, oh, by the way, our species has fallen into a collective psychosis, because people who are aff- afflicted with Watiko, they then get into alignment with other people who have the same, really the, the same sort of pathology. And they get into this alignment where they reinforce each other's madness, and that's contagious, and that feeds the collective psychosis.
1: Here's my other concern, too, Paul. What about our children? I mean, you're an adult, I'm an adult, we've got the ability to battle with Tico, fight it off, you did, a lot of people can do this. What about our children, though, who are getting this constant bombardment of this?
0: Yeah, well, you know, kids are so suggestible and open, to how the, how the adults behave and, and how they live. And so we're energetically transmit, you know, transmitting. If we're not integrated, we're not just doing our own work and we're just acting out Watiko, because Watiko is at the bottom of addictions and trauma, then we're giving a transmission, an energetic transmission to our kids. And that's why it's so important for each one of us you know, to do our work, to really take responsibility for, you know, for our stuff.
1: You would talk a little bit about Carl Jung, the great uh, psychologist, yeah, yeah yeah. tell us about his involvement with this
0: yeah, well, he you know I mean when I found his work, it saved my life because it gave me context for understanding what I was going through, uh-huh. but he was completely turned on to Watiko, he, he just didn't have the name for it, and he kept on calling it these different names, but the one name he called it the most was Totalitarian Psychosis now, if you think about Um the totalitarian energy that's, you know, taking over our world. really, it's a global phenomenon. Oh my god, yeah. Think about Watiko. It's an inner disease of the soul. So when we have Watiko, this pathogen sets up it colonizes the psyche. It subsumes all the healthy parts of the psyche into its service. It'll dictate to the ego. It'll set up a shadow government. In, in the person's personality, and all the while the person is oblivious to it. Now, what I just described, that's playing out in the greater body politic, because Huatico is an inner disease of the soul that actually is reflected and expresses itself via the medium of the outside world, and, and that's just like a dream.
1: And we're seeing people fight back against some of this now, Paul. I mean, the United Kingdom, over the past several days, they've had violent riots. People are had enough. They're fed up.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, my hope and what I see is that more and more people are actually are actually awakening to that there's some sort of darker force that's playing out in our world because it's not just as it's not just like our species is asleep. It's as if there's this negative force that's invested in keeping us asleep. So I feel that people are more and more intuiting there's some sort of darker force. That that they're you know that people are standing
1: up against, and they're standing up against it. It's starting to in a big way, aren't they?
0: Yeah, no, it's happening all over the world. But the thing which is interesting is that you wouldn't know it if you just followed the mainstream media, because one of the things about Watiko, when it's in the field, all of a sudden you know we can't speak our voice; that it's not right. safe to speak our voice, and there's all that you know every. Things that are pointing at Watiko or pointing out the darkness are being censored. And that's just so obvious. But, you know, people who are entranced by the media and by the propaganda, they, they just they have no idea.
1: Does the devil practice Huatico?
0: The What the devil? The devil is symbolically what Watiko is. I talk about this in my book. Every spiritual tradition is pointing at Watiko. In the apocryphal text, they, they talk about the counterfeiting spirit. And they describe it, and it's precisely Watiko. Because, you know, just think about what I had said. Watiko, it, it impersonates us, okay? And so, but of course, that idea of a counterfeiting spirit got edited out of the Bible because Watiko was on the editorial board. It didn't want to be exposed Because, you know, to see it is to take away its power.
1: You've talked about Watiko being a dreaming phenomenon. Explain that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all based on we're having a collective dream, George. This is nothing other than a dream. And to the extent we're unconscious.
1: If it's a a dream, Paul, it's it's a nightmare, isn't it?
0: Well, no, it's a total nightmare, but encoded in the nightmare, it's potentially helping us to wake up to who we are. Because when we're unconscious, just as an individual, what happens? You know, the unconscious, it compensates. It will send us symbols in our dreams to help us to wake up. And that's exactly, you know, when I'll say Watiko is a dreaming phenomena, it's like, yeah, we are collectively unconscious in a certain way, so we have literally and symbolically. Dreamed up Watiko in our world to reflect back our level of unconsciousness. This is what I mean when I say it's a revelation. It's actually, if Watiko didn't exist, we would have to invent it. It's helping to catalyze the evolution of our species
1: in a good way, or in a stranger
0: way. It's a quantum phenomena. Potentially, it has encoded within it both the highest, both the the most incredible evil, and the most sublime sacred energy and blessing and how it manifests, being quantum, it depends on how we observe it. It depends if we recognize what it's revealing to us. That's what my book is about. I keep on trying to point out, because it's a form of blindness, we need to actually heal our own blindness. It's a self-induced blindness. We're colluding with our blindness.
1: You're assuming, though, that humankind will overcome Watiko. What if we can't?
0: No, well, I'm not assuming anything, because if we can't, then we're doomed. The, you know, that I'm really clear about in my work. I continually point that out.
1: And, there, the, um, the, and that's uh, a distinct possibility, isn't it?
0: Oh, 100%. That's a very distinct possibility. I mean, I'm not any sort of new-agey just like this, oh, yeah, everything, God's going to come and save us, and we're all awakening. Yeah, we are. we are awakening in potential, and we're also committing collective suicide. And we're going to see... Are we gonna? Is what gonna take us down, or is it gonna wake us up? Like anything in you know that has a quantum nature, it depends how we observe it. Whether we recognize what it's revealing.
1: When you discovered this for yourself back uh, thirty mm-hmm. years ago. Was it enlightening for you? Was it shocking? What was it like? Yeah, yeah. No,
0: it was horrifying. I mean, it destroyed my entire family, and it got me wound. You know, I got thrown in mental hospitals and diagnosed, and I lost all my friends and all that. It was just, you know, it was an unbelievable trauma. But then, as time unfolded, I began to understand that was part of my awakening. That was sort of like, you know, going into um, a descent, um, some sort of shamanic descent down into the underworld. And where I was actually in hell and, you know, experienced the deepest, darkest evil, but I was fortunate in that I didn't get stuck, and I was able to come out the other side, and that helped me to discover my work, and that's what I'm offering to people, you know, which is, I think, hopefully very helpful for people. Good for you.
1: When did you realize that you had won, basically? Oh no, I'm not. Uh, it's not a
0: final thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's not. A process, it's still ongoing, day to day thing. It's an ongoing thing. Yeah, because the thing about Watiko, it's getting recreated in each and every moment if we're asleep. And um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm not in any way, you know, like this uh, this enlightened person. I'm just an ordinary person who had this overwhelming experience of archetypal evil, and I was lucky enough to keep my heart open and to have my awareness. And that's informed my work. Can we say
1: you're out of the woods?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not in danger of...
1: You're I, not going to go back.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I've developed, I've created this incredible life, you know, and I have a whole community all around the world who, you know, whatever, who's just you know, study with me and care about me, and I had you know. So no, I've created this unbelievable life. And to think about Watiko, when you see it, it unlocks your creative spirit. That's the thing I want to point at because it taps into our creativity and turns it against us. When we see whatiko, you unlock the creative spirit. And it's not an egoic personal spirit. It's 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 in a way the creative spirit itself. And that's the medicine for Watiko is to really connect with your creativity.
1: Is science involved in this at all?
0: Completely. My last book I wrote, uh, it was all about quantum physics. And quantum physics, what it's revealing to us, the insights that quantum physics are offering us, give us the medicine for whatiko. because quantum physics is basically empirically shown beyond the shadow of a doubt that we're having a collective dream, that there's no objective world, you know, if you think of it as outside of ourselves, no, not at all. By our act of observing this universe, we're influencing this universe. That's a description of a dream. And to realize that, you begin to realize, oh my God, every moment I'm creating my experience of myself and my experience of the world. And to, to, you know, to have that realization, like I was saying, unlocks the most unimaginable creativity.